midfielder. Can he tee up someone in red? And it goes towards Lundgren! Hello and welcome to Stoppage Time Soccer Show. I am former Chelsea fan Jordan Wiegand. Along with me today is former Manchester City fan Logan Stump. Yeah, how's it going? And uh, Liverpool supporter Matt Hartgrove. Fins up, doll fans. If you lived under a rock... Uh, you may not understand why Logan and I were introduced that way. Uh, so, hopefully if you listen to the show, um, you, you understand what's going on. But uh, on Sunday, six Premier League teams, six other European teams have announced their intentions to form the very creatively titled The Super League, which would uh, kind of supplant the Champions League. And uh, they would get a crap ton of money for that. So I'm going to try to watch my language on this. I debate it going explicit for this one episode. Because <laughs> I, I am fired up, Logan. I am fired up. Um, so, Logan, I, I pitch it to you first here as we just say, like, okay, I think Matt was the first one alerted me to this yesterday uh, as we're just kind of like, I think I was getting ready for like practice, my softball practice or something. And Matt was on top of it. You know, he's like, Hey, all these teams don't have their pinned tweets and all this kind of stuff. But uh, did you catch any wind of it before we got these messages from Matt yesterday? No, I know. I know that they had mentioned it through a broadcast that they were doing um, yesterday. And I, like I'd caught some of that, but I was like, okay, whatever. They, it's like that big plan, big picture plan, or whatever it was. It wasn't until Matt made that point where I was like, I started going into different teams, and like, he's right. The big six all took down, if you want to call them the big six, the big uh, four and the other two um, took down their their pin tweets, and they, yeah, it was it was uh, it wasn't until Matt turned me on to that that I, that I noticed anything that was a little bit unusual. Um, and then I saw a bunch of the pundits start to get eerily quiet or, you know, warning people about, hey, this is coming down the pipeline. Yeah, Matt, what was uh, what was it that alerted you to this yesterday morning or afternoon whenever you first came across it? Liverpool fans. <laughs> um, it happened a lot during uh, all transfer um all transfer, uh, shoot, what am I, why am I not thinking of the, the word? Like the transfer uh, windows, sorry, I was like, I couldn't think of the word. Um, they always jokingly say like, if a pinned tweet gets removed, like that means something's about to happen. And then they'll joke about it being like some stupid little thing probably occurring. 
Um, and then all of a sudden they were like, hey, uh, all these teams remove their pinned tweets. And that generally means like news. It's, it, I think it's actually really at this point for every sports team that has a Twitter account. If their pinned tweet gets removed, kind of get ready for something, even big or small. Um, but yeah, it was just, they said it and I was like, oh, wow. I didn't even look. I just kind of went, okay, like whatever. Like I'm still waiting to hear anything before I really think anything of it. Um, but sadly, they removed it for reasons that we aren't thrilled. Yeah, and some of those clubs have been scared to even post anything. You have United, who never shared it on Twitter. They only shared it on their website, uh, never tweeted about it. On their website, nobody can comment, and on Twitter, you can. I guess you could also create a tweet where you can't comment. But uh, I'm assuming that's why they didn't want any sort of... <laughs> well, I guess because then you can quote tweet it or whatever. So I guess they didn't want any abuse sent their way. Um Chelsea literally just put in their in their tweet a club statement and then a link to the same statement that the other 11 teams put. Uh, Tottenham was all for it, though, man. They were like, we joined a Super League! You know, like, they were all going in because uh, that was the only thing they've ever achieved in their history recently. Uh, so then we have... Uh, look, so, so here... For, let's break it down. There, there's some documents here that somebody received. Uh, this is James Corbett, who is a writer uh, for offthepitch.com. And he was sent a copy of these back in January. This tweet is from January 22nd, 2021, at James underscore Corbett. He's an Everton fan. Let's get into it. Uh, he, he said, a few takeaways. So the plan would guarantee massive income to a 15-club elite and cement financial ga uh, gaps not only between those competing in the Super League and those not, but within it. The plan envisages one-off payments for up to 350 million euros to the 15 founder members, but only six clubs would receive the full amount with five of the initial members receiving just 100 million euros or 112.5 million euros. So not even everybody getting the same money in this out of the 15 founders, right? Then uh, they have generously <laughs> designed to allow uh, five merit-based qualifiers each season. But the system is totally skewed against them. They have no say in running the Super League and are entirely excluded from a commercial pot worth 15% of the income. Moreover, there is an equal share of revenue that is not equal at all. The qualifiers are excluded from half of this pot of money, which is worth about 1.85 billion euros. At the same time, the organizers have shown their contempt for rewarding sporting success. You get given a ton of money for playing, about 180 million euros for the group stage, but the prize money is quite small, worth perhaps 30 million euros extra for winning it. So within the Champions League, you would win 120 million euros, which is 300 more percent than just making the group stage, this would be the reverse. So they say if a club like Leicester or Everton were to ever qualify, and if they ever decide to play in this, and were not a founding club, 
they would earn around half the amount that Barcelona or Real Madrid would be guaranteed just for competing in the group stage. So if Everton and Leicester qualified and won the tournament, they would win less than half of what Barcelona or Real Madrid would be guaranteed for just the group stage. And uh, he just goes in a little bit more about how it's greedy. Uh, but th- that's that's the outline here. My thought on this is this destroys uh, the Premier League completely. So if these clubs can get this type of money uh, just for playing in the group stage, which is more than what you get for winning the Champions League, then they will take that money they will spend it, and you will never have what we had at the beginning of the season, or you'll never have what we had when Leicester won the season in 2016. You would never have that type of stuff again because nobody would be able to compete with these teams. They'd be playing for seventh place, maybe, and then qualifying for the Champions League, if that's still around, or trying to get into this league. And then even if they won it, they get not as much money as if they were a founding member, which means that the founding members are consistently just pushing the boot on this these clubs' necks, and they would never, 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 never be able to get the money. So here's the thing. The way that it works now, Leicester can qualify for the Champions League this season. They would get all of the money that they get, that any club would get, for being in the Champions League group stage. And they would be able to put that money towards players and continue to get better. That's how they've consistently been able to get better since that 2016 season, how they are always now near the top half of the table. That would never happen again because none of these clubs, if, if their benches would be deep, that even when they field a bench team, uh, you think City's deep now. Imagine this then because they would have so much money, they'd be able to afford whatever. And they, they're bench players that they play for the Premier League matches on the weekend while they rest for the Super League matches would be able to easily still win the league or get close to it. And then they would never be able to drop out of the Super League. Only those five spots will. The founders would always be in the Super League, always getting that money. And if, for whatever reason, the TV rights went up or anything else went up, they would get even more money. Guaranteed every year. And we have clubs like Arsenal and Tottenham that have done jack shit to uh, to to qualify for this, except for be what once upon a time famous uh, in Arsenal's case. Um, Tottenham's case, never really a big club in the sense of winning trophies. So. For me, I'm having trouble figuring out why this... And then you got freaking Real Madrid's uh, chairman on TV right now spouting lie after lie about how football would not exist after 2024 if it wasn't for the Super League and how he's doing this to save football, blah, 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 blah. But Logan, I've rambled on long enough. Your take on this, uh, how the money would break down and affect all of these competitions. Yeah, so uh, essentially because the big teams aren't around, and I, and I had to go through this when I was looking through all the Newcastle stuff to preview the season because I was just interested in the money breakdown and everything that you needed. Like if 
if Newcastle were to get up to that point of being like a city, then you know what it meant for them way back in the season. And, you know, I'm just looking and listening to different people talk about this. And what it does is it destroys the small clubs. Um, It's like, you know, they're going to get all this money. They're going to spend it on all these players. They're going to take all the talent. Like they're, you're now pumping in 300 million more to these clubs that are just going to go out and buy more players and, you know, load up 20 players, 30 players on a, on a team and, and have like, okay, your midweek team and your weekend team, we're just going to load up on players. We'll, you know, split the players. We'll have all these really good players, but none of the good players are left for these lower leagues. Nobody's going to watch Premier League. It's going to destroy Premier League. It'll, you know, destroy all these smaller clubs that, ha- that are just barely able to get by now. And I don't see how the Super League is going to benefit like a Barnsley or, you know, a, a Birmingham or anybody like that, a Cardiff. Like, I, I just don't understand. The, the only thing that it, that makes sense is that these rich people want more money. And, you know, it's funny to me, and Gary Neville made a great point. He said that, he goes, they act like, I mean, Manchester United fans that are for this or Liverpool fans that are for this or Arsenal fans that are for this or Tottenham fans that are for this. When has that ownership group ever invested money in talent that brings this team up to a place like Bayern or a Man City or a Real or a Barcelona or a Chelsea? None of those teams come in breath with Chelsea and and the way that Man City can spend on a normal day. And now you're going to give all these money, all this money to these these owners that aren't going to invest in the club. What do you really think that just throwing them into this super league is going to change the fact that this, you know, these ownership groups are so greedy they're just going to hustle that money right into their own bank accounts and put it in other investments, which most of them have American sports that they'll just funnel that money into. So you really think that Liverpool and Arsenal and Tottenham they're going to be the bottom of the barrel team? Arsenal, Liverpool, Tottenham. Uh, I guess enter maybe are you looking at like the bottom of this league all the time when they had a chance in Champions League and now they're going to get it squandered because Real Madrid and Barcelona and Atletico they're just going to squash teams like Liverpool and, and it's it sucks because it's like you know it, it wouldn't be that way if they would just leave things as they were sure restructure the deal give them a little bit more money try to get you know them to stay in Champions League. But you know this whole thing with the closed league, it's going to turn into like the NBA. The NBA's got three teams that I could tell you right now who's going to win an NBA final. There's no difference. There's no variance. There's no way your team can jump over them because they're small market teams. Well, I've got news for the, the three or four that I mentioned that are coming with guys like City and Chelsea. The, you know, guys that are already stacked with money, it's not like the money's going to just go magically into these teams. It's going to go magically into these pockets and places where these other people have, you know, like the Red Sox and the the American sports that, that matter um, compared to what they think soccer is. Hell, what's his name? Didn't even know. The president of uh, who the Glazer didn't even know what an offside rule was two years ago. He was commenting. Yeah, he was still trying to figure it out, he said. <laughs> yeah, so that's lovely having an, a, an idiot like that. Just, I mean, rich, elite, white people doing rich, elite, white people things. It's just, it's frustrating. It's one after the next. 
it's going to see an ultimate rise in racism. It's going to see this, men, you know, plantation mentality of these white guys just owning these players, and these players are going to just see the end of their careers just in this league of exhibition games that just don't mean anything. I like I can't imagine being a part of that club anymore, watching City, and it sucks because it, you know, it. And you followed it longer, Jordan and Matt, and it's just tough because it's you want to support the team because it's not the team's fault, it's not De Bruyne's fault, it's not you know Guerrero's fault. It's it's guys like these you know Shakes and Ibrahimovic and whatever. It's it's guys like that, and I don't know. It's just tough. There's a lot to talk about, so we can move on. But it's just it's a sad day. It's it's the end of football as we know it in Europe. I just hope that MLS stays closed league and doesn't have any because. At least it works over here. Over there, it's just become a show of who's rich. Yeah, before, you know, I saw some people trying to compare it to MLS in the sense of, look, uh, you know, we've tried soccer over here for 100 years, and it failed almost every time until uh, MLS came in. And look, if, if they ever get to a point where we can reasonably have promotion and relegation, where clubs just don't go bankrupt as soon as they get relegated, I would be for it here. But... I think right now with this professional football here or soccer only being like 26 years old, uh, it's not, you know, it's, it's kind of different because it was created like that compared to these are hundred plus hundred plus years of history. Uh, almost like 150 years or more of history over in Europe of it being this way. And, Oh, we're just going to only let five teams come in. And guess what? Those five teams could do really well in that competition and then never compete again because they don't qualify. And, you know, like a team like Arsenal, who might even suck in that competition, are just going to qualify, qualify, and qualify because they're a founder club. It's stupid. Matt, your thoughts here on the way that the, the money would be distributed or anything you have to say? I, I don't know. I am been going back and forth a lot the last couple of days well obviously I guess today and yesterday because I, I, I'm not a fan I, I really am not I, I don't want to see this happen but I guess from an economic perspective there there's a sense of me that understands a little bit as to what they're they're trying to attempt I think I think part of the problem is not only creating it, it it's how they created it it's it's how people, I think it's how UEFA are reacting to it. I do think there's some reactionary consequences and it makes it seem like what's being attempted here is a lot worse than what maybe it could be. I'm not saying it would work. I'm not saying it, I, I personally think if we're going to think football's over, I I think that's actually been the case for a while. If we're really thinking about the the, the tradition of the game, I don't even know if by the time I started cheering for it, if it really was already on that decline. Because at, at what point do you realize that money's all that's been the money's been the only thing that's mattered for the longest time? Um, you even look at our teams; they're not exactly owned by people who are not just trying to funnel money into it to try to make them even more profitable and have more revenue come in. I mean. You know, Liverpool is owned by American billionaires, and those are usually the worst people in our country for the most part. It always seems like, 
you know, cities owned, it doesn't, isn't city owned by like Middle Eastern oil company or something like that. Like some rich guy over yeah, there shake. and Chelsea's owned by a Russian oligarch. And I'm pretty certain he's probably all about the money as well. So I, I, I guess from like money distributed idea of it, you know, I, I don't think it ruins the game as much as we think it could, because I think money's already ruining it. And this either is going to expedite that or it could be the reason, you know, maybe it does become the reason it, it saves some situations. I, and maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I think the problem is, is that between the owners, the people who own these teams, if you threw money at them, they're always going to take that chance because that's what they want. They want money. And because UEFA really never did anything to threaten this from ever happening that's kind of the problem here is that UEFA clearly this wasn't some brand new idea they just concocted over the last couple of months this has been talked about forever I don't think there's any way that like UEFA had no idea I just think they sat there and went they're never going to actually do it they're, this is never really going to be a thing they'll threaten it but like no one's ever going to do this and then the teams actually here signed up and now UEFA's like, crap, all of our money is now going to be taken away. And that's, that's the only thing that matters to them. It's just, it's, it's all about the money. And I don't think it really ruins it more than I think if anything, it just slightly ruins it more than what it's already becoming. Cause I think eventually this was going to be the case. I, I think the sport itself was finding it, finding to an extent where this is what this was going to happen. It was just when was the final ball going to be dropped, and it just so happened it just happened over the weekend. See, I'm not so sure though that uh, that I, I understand like money was I guess ruining it in a sense of like clubs like Chelsea and City coming in and buying players, but they were still following the rules of you have to qualify for the Champions League, and if you don't, I could get a manager fired or whatever. But now the fact is that that there would be no ever competition for those spots, and they would just always get the money. And it seems to be that this was very much led by the Spanish clubs, who we know are in financial straits right now, dire straits financially, that it seems like they've kind of talked these clubs into it uh, by saying, hey, we'll get tons of money, and... Uh, that's why they recruited six Premier League clubs. There's only three Spanish clubs, but they recruit six Premier League clubs that have a lot of money from the EPL contracts, TV and stuff. And they say, hey, you know, what if we uh, get them in? And guess what? That, that'll save Barcelona. It'll save Real Madrid. And then, uh, you know, go on from there. But I, I do want to say, while we're here and while, while we've been talking about this, about 10 minutes ago, Florentino Perez is still on TV talking about this. And he's now talking about reducing matches from 90 minutes. Quote, if young people say football matches are too long, maybe it's because the match isn't too interesting, or maybe we have to shorten the length of matches. So who even knows if this is going to be... Any sport. <laughs> haven't watched any sport in the United States, because that's actually one of my favorite parts about soccer, is I know in when it ends, two yeah. hours, it's going to be over. Because... Same. Like, I've watched baseball games that last five hours for nine innings, and you don't know how it's going to end. <laughs> right. Know, like that. I don't like that. I, I think he's the one. He's going to have 
there's no way back for him. If this if this works or doesn't work, there's no way back for that guy. He's he's done. I hope so. Uh, I, I you know there's UEFA's meeting tomorrow. I think uh, to discuss maybe potentially kicking out uh, Madrid, Chelsea, and City out of the Champions League. If you haven't been paying attention, that's three of the four semifinalists uh, with PSG being the other one who have uh, so far said that they deny it. But here's something from Der Spiegel, right? Der Spiegel has some paperwork uh, here. Uh, it was 417 is when this was drawn up and it was sent to the clubs. And it says uh, from the 12 founding clubs to these other 13 additional founders, uh, the other three additional founders, sorry, I misread the 13. Um, PSG is one that they're reaching out to, and they have 14 calendar days from when the proposal was sent. If the 17th is correct, that would have been on Saturday to deny it or join. So right now they may be just, uh, who knows? They, they, we've, we've talked about it in our group chats and stuff, but the owner of uh, PSG uh, was part of the FIFA initiative to get Qatar the World Cup, which means, a.k.a. they bribed them. And then you also have uh, that they own BN Sport, which broadcasts a lot of these Champions League matches around the world. So they have some financial stake in the Champions League. Then you have, uh, they also sent the proposal to Bayern Munich and Dortmund, and they have 30 calendar days uh, to agree to join. Uh, those clubs came out pretty strong against it, but not too strong against it, I'd say. Like, uh, they, they condemned it, but it doesn't seem like they were like, we're not interested. I don't know. Not, like, who knows? We can see a total 180 from those three clubs here within those time frames that they have. Um, so one, we're not guaranteed that the Super League is going to be 90 minutes a game. We're not guaranteed that it's actually going to take place in Europe at all. Um, who knows? They could be like, hey, we're going to play some of these matches in Miami. We're going to play some of these matches in uh, California. Abu Dhabi, you know, um, China, Japan, Australia. They could play them anywhere, right? And one thing that's been leading to this is, of course, the International Champions Cup that's played over here in the USA and China every year or every summer uh, where they have these clubs participate in friendly competitions, which I've gone to a few of those games, Uh and it's run by, you know, he's on Sirius XM FC, Charlie Stellatano. Uh, he's very much for this Super League because he's pro one of the ones that started pushing this uh, idea of, you know, you can um, get more money this way to clubs and really talking in the ear of those owners and other, and other people about how you can get more money this way because, look... Barcelona versus Chelsea had like 80,000 fans in DC. See that? You don't even have to play in Europe. And it's almost like if anybody knows anything about the NPL, is that what it's called? The the National Premier no, or the PLL, the Premier Lacrosse League or whatever. They have this current setup here in America where they don't have city names attached to their clubs. It's just like what 10 clubs or 8 clubs that go around and put on like a circus show of 
Uh, this week we're in Baltimore. All the teams are going to play in Baltimore, and uh, you can just pick a team you like. You don't have to. There's nothing attaching you to the city. There's nothing attaching to anything. It almost reminds me of that. Like, like they could take Liverpool onto a tour of, for this Super League match, we're going to play in Shanghai. For this Super League match, we're going to play in Miami. And with that travel, obviously, they're not going to send their best players to the Premier League matches on the weekend. No, they're going to go ahead and play. Uh, you know, send their best players to the Super League, as some of the sources at Sky Sports have already been told from clubs, that they don't care about the sport, that they don't care about the Premier League, and that they would be sending their best players to the Super League. And you could have this whole situation where these clubs never, like Liverpool never plays at Anfield except for maybe like, oh, here's our one Super League match at Anfield where we're coming home in front of our fans and blah, 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 blah. Or same thing with Chelsea. We're not playing anything at Stamford Bridge. We're going to play in the you know Rose Bowl or the you know MetLife Stadium or whatever. And it's just, uh, it, it's these... What's the point of watching this, Logan, if there's not going to be... Look, we watch it for the atmosphere at the games. How many of these Liverpool fans over here know you never walk alone? How many of them know about keep the blue flag flag fl- flying high for uh, Chelsea and uh, blue moon for City, right? All, all these people that know those traditions because they were popularized by the actual fans in those cities... And now we may not ever get that atmosphere as just casual Joe Schmo is walking around in Michigan and sees, oh, Real Madrid versus Barcelona. I'll go to that. What do you think, Logan? What's the point of watching these games? Um, There the really isn't. I mean, it boils down to a lot of different things. It, it, I mean, first of all, it, it requires fans to actually want to watch this. And from the backlash that I've seen, if you go into the, any of the comment sections of these teams making these statements, it's been a lot of people saying that they will not go and watch this kind of stuff. They said, it, you know, it's harmful to the league. It's harmful to soccer. It's harmful to their local clubs. The thing you got to remember about the British people is that a lot of times, I mean, they do like these big clubs, but they also have these little clubs that they support too. And a lot of them you know, family grew up in the countryside and that's who they support. And, you know, a lot of these grassroots, I mean, Man City was <laughs> playing in like League Two at one point. So, you know, this is a grassroots club that's just forgotten. I would say that the owner's forgotten that this club was a small club and now they're looking at the small clubs going, yeah, we're better than you. You can't play with us. Um, it's just totally, it's like having your identity <laughs> well, it, stolen. It reminds me of... Uh... <laughs> Of Mufasa talking to Simba at the end of Lion King, like you have forgotten yeah. who you are. <laughs> yeah, you are my son. Um, but yeah, no, it it doesn't, and there's no intrigue. Like, what's the intrigue in watching Liverpool to play Real Madrid three times? Like, who cares? What what are they playing for? They're not playing for country pride. They're not playing for Premier League pride. They're not playing for La Liga pride. They're not playing for you know Klopp because Klopp's going to quit. So. And and not to mention all these sanctions that could happen to these players from FIFA if they hand down FIFA sanctions and put them out of World Cup contention. None of these players are going to want to try to go there. It's it. It just seems like a lose lose in every. And I don't know how it plays out. I don't know how it ends. I don't know what happens. I don't have the crystal ball. But what but what really what other reason do they have than than just making themselves a lot of money? Um, the the owners. 
they've always been they've always kind of had the, the they, they're known as being like dark on like they don't talk to their people they don't talk to the fans you'll never see owners come out of the hiding uh in premier league and have the transparency with fans because they don't want it they don't they don't care about the sport they don't care about the team they don't care i mean you just just look at what they do to these clubs they sell people like it's nothing it's become a point where it's just a business transaction and that's all they consider but and, and i know people are like oh it's a business like alexi lawless I, I can't stand his stance on it because as a person that, and I know he's a mouthpiece, and and he's guaranteed he's fighting, jockeying for position. If something were to happen like this, he could have rights to this. But just the fact that he sits there and he stays quiet because of his ties with networks and different teams and stuff, it's just it's horrible for the game. It's putting people into weird spots, and and I've never in my life have seen fans like openly. I mean, city fans that have been with them since they were you know, playing in, in uh, a rundown stadium with nobody in attendance because they couldn't barely afford to stay in the leagues to now where they're these, this empire. You've got people that have followed that journey that are willing to say, I will not watch this club. We will not support this team. And you can, I mean, people even talking about like creating their own like grassroots clubs to kind of up in these other clubs, like in that same city. I mean, I mean it's become that and it's, like you said, Jordan, there was a good quote out there. It was like, this isn't war on football. This is like a nuclear war on football. And unfortunately, I think that it's coming to a point where it's going to be bad. And people can say it's a business all they want. But that's not what this game, that's not why we like this game. I don't like this game because I can look over at the payroll sheet and go, oh, yeah, this player gets paid this much and that much. And then if we make this transaction, we get this transaction. No, I watch the game because I like watching the camaraderie and the crowd and the stands and and just everything that's involved with sports. But this is going beyond a level that I don't think we, uh, you know, I, I know Matt doesn't, he, you know, he says it's not the death, but it, it sure certainly will feel like the death, maybe for not your club, but it will be the death of many other clubs across the globe. Uh, so Perez is still going on TV. Here we go. Here's, here's some, the contract of the Super League is binding. Nobody can leave. We will work all together. All the clubs signed the contracts last Saturday. There's no problem. Then he says, if we start the Super League, if we can start the Super League in August, we would do it. We will do our best to start this year. We want to reach an agreement with UEFA and the other parties involved. We will talk with UEFA and FIFA. If we cannot find an agreement with UEFA, we will not back down. If they want to wait for 2024 to make the reform, they can wait. We are not waiting for anyone because we need the Super League. So some more stuff from him there. Um, From Perez. Uh, Now he's talking about players at Real Madrid and even talked about Mbappe for a bit. Um, But... Uh, one thing I wanted to say with that is uh, there is something that can be done here as there's actually, was it rule L9 of the Premier League? Um, let me just make sure I have that right. Yeah, L9. Uh, it says in the rule book here, rule L9 in the Premier League rule book, Except with the prior written approval of the board, during the season, a club shall not enter or play its seniors men's first team 
in any competition other than the Champions League, the Europa League, the FA Cup, the FA Community Shield, the Football League Cup, or competition sanctioned by the county association of which it is a member. So it would need one of those things to pass here, or else they could potentially kick these clubs out of the Premier League as well, which a lot of people are calling for. Uh, some other stuff happened today. We actually had a soccer game happen today between Leeds and Liverpool. And in that, uh, or after that, or during, you know, before that, there was, you know, uh, because these owners have been so silent, uh, Thomas Tuchel was actually the first manager interviewed of a Super League team earlier today for his match uh, tomorrow against Brighton. And then later in the day, uh, Klopp was asked about it. Uh, he He's not for it. Um, lots of... This is where the shame comes in, that the managers, the players, not talked about, you know, did not get any sort of say in this. They did not get anything, uh, kind of a heads up about this, uh, which is just cowardly from the owners in the sense of the owners are, you know, letting these people take the questions. They're not going to come out and really say anything. Um, you know, they're, they're, which is frustrating because if they think that the Super League, if they're so confident that the Super League is the right way forward, then they should be able to come out and stand for that. Like I said, you have Manchester United who did not even post it on Twitter, only on their website where nobody could comment. And every single post I see from Chelsea on Twitter today uh, is met with some responses in the comments. Uh, most of all of the responses that I see are say no to the Super League and people ripping them, telling them to F off, you know, all the, that good stuff. Um, uh, Matt, any thoughts on what we were saying, I guess, before? I don't even know where we left off. Yeah, I kind of lost it. I lost where <laughs> where we were. Um, uh, it, uh. Uh, I just feel like there's so much to say, but it's hard. It, like, there's so much to say, but it's like hard to maybe almost like articulate it to an extent. Like, it's just, I don't know. I like, I, I don't know what's gonna happen. You know, I, I know none of us know what's gonna happen. I, I find it at times. I sit here and kind of go, "There's no way they're like, there's no way they're gonna get kicked out of leagues and and such." And the only reason why I say that is that that doesn't benefit the leagues because you take out the, like in the premier league, you take out those six teams. No one's going to like, that's just, no one's really going to watch it. No one's going to watch, you know, it's, it's, it's going to lose so much viewership. And I know that that hurts. It hurts the teams in the lower portion. If, if you kick them out, it hurts the teams in the lower portion. If you keep them in, cause yeah, they get tons of more money, but then at the same time, like, you know, it, it probably hurts teams more so like Leicester and Everton and, and West Ham that somewhat challenge the top, you know, eight at, you know, during the year compared to, you know, like a team like a Burnley or a team like a, a Wolves, I guess uh, maybe Wolves aren't a good example because they actually had played pretty well. Um, but like there aren't teams, Leicester probably gets hurt the most because, you know, Leicester does challenge, but you know, Brighton doesn't challenge very often. Burnley doesn't challenge. But are they better off with 
those six teams out of the Premier League? Are they better off with them in the Premier League? I don't I don't really know where the you kind of draw the line on that one, and I think that makes it complicated. I don't know. I just I I want things to get figured out. I don't I don't personally enjoy the fact that I like there's some bits and pieces I don't like in terms of like anger towards different areas. Like I, I personally think there should be more anger towards UEFA than I feel like there is just because I, I I really don't understand how they didn't do anything about this. I don't really understand why, you know, this wasn't like brand new to them, but it, it almost seems like they're more just upset that the team actually went ahead and decided to do this instead of going ahead and, you know, just calling like they, their bluff got called almost and they're just upset. And I, I, I don't understand where like, UEFA comes away looking like a good guy because if say UEFA wins UEFA still is basically getting the money that they wanted and controlling it the way they want to and then the clubs have no say the clubs really don't have a lot of say right now and the way UEFA wants to change it it seems like nobody really wants the Champions League to change the way UEFA wants to change it but they'll probably change it if they get the chance to it just it every single scenario I think that gets played out here is nobody wins yeah, but I'm not gonna. I'm gonna pitch it more of like the enemy of my enemy is my friend in this circumstance of I you know, UEFA and FIFA are corrupt, but at this point we have to align together to get what is going to save the sport and keep it the way it's always but meant to be. I guess my my concern is is that their actual intention because I it doesn't matter what their, their intention, intention is because but I need it, to know it's that's we're, their intention because if not you're just it's one corrupt organization with another. And I think at that point that that's what bothers me. It's one corrupt organization against another corrupt organization. And yeah, right you now have to, one, you have one to of fight. them is good. But like for me right now, it's one of them is angry that the other is trying to get a leg up on them. And I, that's what bothers me more so about the entire, the entire scenario. My main issue is that I don't think, people in UEFA are threatening to ban Premier League teams from, or whoever is trying, threatening to ban them and, you know, ban national teams. I just don't think they're doing this because they're trying to save the sport. They're doing it so that their funds are saved and whatever they had planned still gets to go through. And that's why they're upset. And I think that's what like just bothers me is because I, I, I want to know that they're doing it for the right reason. And it, to me, they aren't. They're doing it for their own reasons, and they're just upset that they got beat to it right now. And that's really the main argument, and that's why they're making these threats. It's like that, that, that's well, my issue with it. The, the number one thing that's upsetting to them is uh, the UEFA president, I guess, I don't know, came, uh, or executive committee person, whatever, came out today, started calling all these people snakes pretty much. It was great. Um, but he... Uh, so the guy for Juventus, Angelini or whatever, is on, was on the board for the uh, European club, whatever association or whatever, that is supposed to be, a, a you know like a, a board that is supposed to have the best interest of European uh, football and the clubs and everything, and and he uh, apparently told uh, the you know. Um, UEFA like le- no sort of hint that this was coming. Woodworth as well, yeah. Uh, Woodward, uh, Ed Woodward, 
uh, who's on United, uh, had apparently spoken to UEFA on Friday, I think it was, saying that they're all for the changes that UEFA is bringing to the Champions League this year. And then to, you know, UEFA thinks everything's going good. They think it's going forward. They think it's going fine. And then, bam, the day before the vote that is supposed to be for this new Champions League, uh, you get this. And it's just, uh, that's just being a snake. That's just being uh, awful. And look, UEFA can be awful. I'm not saying that they are great, but their intentions do not have to be great for their intentions to line up with mine at this point. And we have to fight one fire at a time. And when you put out this fire first, which is stopping the super league. And then you hope that the, that you get some sort of other governmental oversight to take a look at UEFA and FIFA and say, why did this happen? Why did this happen? And how can we stop this threat from ever happening again and put some real, uh, real investigation into this and see why it happened. Now, UEFA also can't just bend to the top clubs. Uh, they've been not bending fully to those clubs. You know, they kind of give them a little bit in order to get the Champions League to continue every four years when these contracts come up. But the, the main thing is that these clubs do not want these smaller teams in the Champions League, which is why they're making a 20 person league with 15 solidified members and five members again how would you even qualify for this it doesn't say right it just says five members out of how many countries in europe how many leagues in europe are you pulling those five clubs from what's the what's the qualification method we have no idea is it invitation again no idea on that so uh for me it's it's one piece at a time and right now uh, i will fully agree with uefa in sanctioning the hell out of these teams uh you you cancel the three semifinalists who are a part of this you get them out of the competition you either replace them or you crown psg the winners um you uh if i'm the premier league i am either deducting points or i am relegating these teams to league two if they do not pull out by a certain date and uh i you know, look, the the clubs would still exist. The fans could still follow their teams. Uh, Syria A survived when Juventus was in Serie B due to match fixing. So these clubs can survive. We have West Ham and Leeds and other big clubs, Leicester, still in the Premier League if these six were to... Uh, these six, including Manchester City, which were not a big club until like 2010, uh, is and didn't win a title till 2012, Um is probably the way to go. You 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 sanction them. You you give them a date. You say if you do not pull out of this Super League by uh, June first, which is like the end of the season, pretty much, then you will face a ninety point deduction for this season, and then you will also be relegated to League Two starting next year. And that's what you do, Logan. Your thoughts? Would that work? Yeah, I mean, it, it ultimately is like, and that's what they said. They said maybe a, a good thing to look at is hitting a reset button and tearing these. Because if you relegate these six teams or hit them so hard with financial issues that their owners have to jump ship, then 
then you can kind of hit a reset and make the rules to where like you can't and that's what it might take it might take and actually i was i was listening to an interesting thing um steve parish who's the chairman of crystal palace was on um monday night football with um with carriger and neville and he was talking about the fact they asked and they said you know what what's the ideal scenario here because like and he goes you know I, i don't know the rules as far as like expelling teams he said and we don't really want to expel them from premier league um he said that the the idea is to get everybody back at the same table talking about the game we love but he said that he goes now uh, with that being said he said that there's got to be consequences for teams doing this otherwise teams it will just be a continuing trend every single time that we come to an end of a season where these super teams want to get out and he said that you know it he goes, it's tough because uh, you, you watch a team like City and them um, come from basically nothing to pretty much everything. And he said that, unfortunately, those fans are the ones that are going to have to suffer the consequences for literally nothing the fans or the club actually did. It's the it's the ownership that did it. And he said that, he goes, as, as a person sitting on a chair at one of these teams, he said that it's so unfair to the fans what these people have done. And he said... There is no correcting what they've done. They said, you have shot yourself in the foot. And he said, either leave and don't come back and stop toying with the system or come back to the table and, you know, play like an adult because it's become that whole thing. And uh, the the guy from Crystal Palace was just really good in saying that if you're going to leave, then leave. If that's what's ultimately going to be, he said, you know, no half measures, right? Yeah, they said I don't know. He goes, don't don't form this league and stay in this league and then try to play Premier League. You're gonna hurt us. He said, if you're gonna leave, leave. And he said, the you know, he goes, people will still watch some of these clubs. And he said that he goes, we're not worried about that. And he said, from the backlash that these big teams have got, he goes, I actually think we might gain viewership and the fact that people are like, I'm to hell with them. I'm not watching that crap. So it's like. You know, he goes, it's a tough spot. He goes, yes, we're not going to be the same without those six clubs. We need those six clubs in the league. But if you're going to just keep dragging us through the mud, then leave. And we'll try to figure it out in a way that we think is best fit. And he goes, there's a lot of teams more historic than you guys. And he was talking about City. And he was talking about, like, an arsenal. He goes, there are clubs that have been around way longer than you guys have. And they're sitting in championship or league one and they're waiting for their opportunity to be back. So he said that, you know, move aside some of these teams that are younger for, for some of these teams that actually deserve a shot at being something like a Leeds. And he was he was really adamant about just the fact that if you're going to leave, leave. He, he said, we'd like you here, but it's become unfortunate that, that we have to talk about this year in and year out, it seems. And, and I totally agree. I, I think that I, I do. I, I think it would be great to see this thing just blow up in their faces if they left and all these supporters were like now i'm good i don't want to watch i I just think that would be fantastic i would like to see brighton smash chelsea tomorrow um that'd be great not that i'm probably gonna watch but uh just to see the score line um i i mean look if florentino Perez says that they might start this summer then this season's over city won the league relegation's pretty much set and the top four won't matter right i mean yeah, if they if they started this yeah. august nothing matters yeah. anymore for these last few games 
you get top four for no reason because you wouldn't even play in that competition. So it wouldn't really matter uh, at all. And again, let's just point out, you have Manchester City, Manchester United are two of the clubs. They're the top two of the Premier League. But then you have Chelsea in fifth, Liverpool in sixth, Tottenham in seventh, and Arsenal in ninth. And some of these clubs could not even beat uh, lower-level teams uh, this weekend, not just in the Premier League, but all around. I don't think Madrid won. I don't think uh, you know some of these clubs did not win any of their big competition uh, against smaller clubs. Uh, Tottenham and Arsenal have never won a Champions League. City's never won a Champions League. What qualifies them for it other than just uh, having been bought by rich people at some point? Um, That's really all it is. Right, Sadly, so it's just money. so stupid. Yeah, mm. uh, I mean, you know what's really funny about um, somebody said this about them. If those six teams were to come, like everything goes through and they leave, then they come back and all six go into League Five. Did you know that in in the Tier Five, only two teams get promoted every season? It's apparently in England known yeah. as the hardest. I, I like I didn't know about any of this. It's like the hardest league to get out of. Because yeah, only... League Five is uh, the National League. It is like the uh, the it's non-professional. It's like semi-pro, and then they get promoted to League Two, which is professional. That's crazy That's though, because that would teams like there's a couple. That means like you know Arsenal could be stuck in tier five for three years they'd they'd be done they'd be gone they'd well they no talked about exist. that like they talked about that exact thing too they said they Carragher made a really good point he goes don't think that the players aren't sitting there going what in the hell because if they leave and things do fall to crap and a lot of these leagues do follow through on their sanctions these players will have nowhere to go like, they'll have nowhere to go. Where are they going to go? They're going to go to the United States, South America. Like, what what, what league are they going to play in? Europe's not going to take them. So it's like the players then start, and it's it's all punishment for what their owners did. And, and that's why I think that he said that you, you need more players to just mobilize because they've got to show their owners, like, hey, we're not playing for this crap. Like, this isn't what we signed up for. Like, this is not in our contract. Our contract is to play – Premier League and Champions League, not this Super League. We don't have contract to play there. So that's not something that's going to work. Yeah, and we'll see if UEFA and FIFA can actually bar these players from uh, playing internationally. Uh, FIFA, FIFA Pro, the union for all world football players, said that they would fight that if that was the case. So um, we'd see how that would would go so i'm I'm not really sure i think it really depends on maybe what i wouldn't say what side blinks first because i think i feel like there's like three or four or five different like sides you have to look at (laughs) there's like eight sides in this because there's like all these organizations and honestly like at this point i feel like uefa and fifa and fm like i don't even know really at this point who's who at, at you know what they really handle i mean but it, it's really going to depend on what is what is able to be done. Can they actually sanction this? Can they actually like? I, I feel like both sides of it to me have to have done their homework as to what could actually happen. What could you be sued for? What could 
what could legally be done and if they decide to go out and do that what could you legally do regarding it and that to me is how this is going to end if if they can't if they can't really you know ban you from the league if they can't ban players from national team then it's going to go through because it's it's going to be exactly what people in the 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 super league wanted they are going to get their league play while also getting midweek super league games if they sit out here and go hey you're banned from all of this then that might cause it to be an issue and that might that will cause players to to be a little bit more vocal about it cuz like i said i know i know that they're getting toward the end of their careers and i know you know this is probably one of the last world cups that you would see like a messi and a ronaldo and you know euros with a ronaldo those guys aren't, you know, isn't like those guys aren't going to want to play. Like nobody's, I personally kind of am not going to want to watch the World Cup if that happens. Like I know, like you know, there's some teams on the up, up and up. Like yeah, like I'll, I'll definitely watch the USA as long as you know those players get to play. Like you, like you guys follow it a lot more than I do, so I can't say exactly who the team like players are. But Kirsten Pulisic not being allowed to play for USA, Weston McKinney not being allowed to play for USA. Like that, that's gonna hurt even fans over here. Like, why are we gonna want to watch it if those guys don't get to play? Because they're the, the you know big stars. You know, could you have imagined Landon Donovan being barred from national team and then USA going like, wow, he's our star player and he can't play. Like, it, it's gonna hurt those. And that's probably the only way you can get it. But I don't know. I, it, to me, it I I do personally believe it's just gonna end in. UEFA and all of them backing out and just being like, yeah, whatever. Like, we just can't do it, I guess. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to see how that goes. I, I would think that if that was the case, uh, a lot of these players are going to be asking for transfers and uh, getting released. Um, it makes me wonder, I guess... Would it affect just the European players that are playing for them, since UEFA might have jurisdiction over that? Or would it be, like you said, a Pulisic, you know, who actually is not part of UEFA, you know, he like he's a CONCACAF team, you know, like, can that affect them? Uh, I guess we'd find out. If so, I would hope he would leave, <laughs> because I know he wants to take part in a World Cup, so he would probably have to try to force something out of there, if there's a way to break your contract due to the way this was sprung on everybody. Um, Think about, like, um, I was I saw, like, Scotland. Scotland finally qualified for a big tournament, and their big three players are Andy Robertson on Liverpool, Scott McTominay on Manchester United, and Kieran Tierney on Arsenal. They're, like, these guys, that, that meant so much to those three players. To, to do this for their team and their country. And now what's going to happen? Like, they're they're going to be barred from playing in this tournament. And it, I don't know. That's, it, it, it's, it's one of those crazy parts about all of it that's just like, I, I, I think the national team ban, like the banning national team is, I think, such a big deal in this. Sometimes I actually think it might be bigger than like banning them from their league, their domestic league. I think, telling players they can't play for their national team is going to cause a bigger uproar than, than some of these other like possible 
like threats or you know slaps on the wrist. I think that's I think that's what's gonna that is to me is a bigger deal. Yeah, I think one way they could actually probably handle it um, is if they went ahead and said like not the current players, but once the league gets going, if you sign for this league, knowing you're going into this league, then you can't represent your team, your, your national team. Because I think that would give people a chance to get out if they want to get out or accept the consequences if they don't want to get out. So I, I think that would probably be a better way of handling it. Uh, something tells me that they will not be able to enforce this, but I think they want to scare the players. And we had Arsenal players having a talk at training with each other, uh, probably where they want the players to go up to somebody and be like, like Logan said, I didn't sign up for this. What is this? I want to be able to represent my country. Uh, if you're not going to, if you're going to continue this way, then I'm out. I think that's what they're kind of hoping for. Um, because from what sky sports said today, from when their sources inside one of these clubs, if <laughs> the clubs actually want them to be banned from their national team, because then they don't have to give up these players to the international break. They would have less less uh, games for their players, and everything would be great for them. They'd still get the same amount of money, and all their players would be under their full control then. So for them, that's a plus. Uh, so it's something to try to stir up the players and not so much the clubs themselves. Um see trying to think if there's anything else that i read today that i wanted to cover on this because it's been so much (laughs) so much stuff i will say this came at a bad time it started like logan it had to be oh it was brutal right when the union were kicking off yeah uh union versus uh, columbus crew it's the mls cup winner versus the supporter shield winner big matchup and I could not focus on that game at all because I was Me just either. constantly refreshing Twitter. Like, uh, any other news on this? Any other news on this? Because this is bad. Like, this is really bad. Um, but, uh, so, of course, that that sucked the joy out of my Sunday evening quite considerably. Um, where I just, uh, it was brutal. Yeah, Gary Neville, uh, I think... He he's been really good in this. I, I really enjoyed listening to him, especially when he bashes on Liverpool. Um, <laughs> All the clubs he bashed at United. Yeah, he well. did. He slapped me United down too, and he really went after Tottenham. Um, but yeah. I, it uh, the the one thing that he did say that he goes he goes I, I he said actually he hadn't he went to bed and hadn't you know he kind of knew stuff was in the works, but he's like I just go to bed, and then he woke up. To all this and he said that the thing that that stuck out to him the most and that was scary was that joel the uh, joel uh, glazer had Glazer, yeah had basically put his name like signed his name on this saying that this is this is it and and joel uh and, and neville said you know that's that's when i knew and that's why i think it, it's it's very real it's very much a threat it's not posturing game. anymore. They yeah. signed this thing. Uh, a lot of yeah. people still think it's a ploy. I don't think it's a ploy. Uh, you shared something earlier that said UEFA is going to try to go with what seven billion dollar plan yeah. and try to, uh, but I'm not sure if that's what they want because these reforms are supposed to take place 2024. Florentino Perez says they can't wait that long because uh, look, 
This is all because of their mismanagement. The reason why Barcelona and Madrid are broke are for their own mismanagement. It's nothing to do with anything. They should be the richest clubs in the world. All the trophies they win. How many Champions Leagues did Madrid win in the last, like, five years? It's like three. Three or four, right? They won, like, three in the last... Whenever they started getting La Decima, that was, like, over the hump. And I think they have 13. They have 13. So they, they've won three in the last, uh, or yeah, three or four in the last few years, which is brutal. He was also quoted as saying on TV, the 15 founder clubs are the ones that matter the most in terms of entertainment. I'm not sure if that's the case. They matter the most in money, I guess, but uh, not entertainment. I was going to say, I'm not watching Arsenal and Tottenham thinking I'm going to be entertained. Yeah, we fell for that too many times when we tried to watch them for this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I said, speaking of the podcast, um, if anybody has any suggestions <laughs> yeah. um, that they would like this podcast to turn into, um, I, I won't be watching the Super League if, if that becomes a thing. Um, I will definitely be. I, I actually might stick with Premier League if, if it's televised and broadcasted, and I'll, I'll pick a new team and – and I know people are like, how could you pick a new team? Like, there's a bunch of people on Twitter, especially on the MLS side. It was like, how could you pick a new team? I'm like, pretty damn easy. Uh, it's it's a matter of, like, this has never happened before. The and, same way my parents picked a new team when the Colts yes. rolled out of Baltimore. It's not yeah. that hard. No. And, and, and Didn't they just pick the – who did they pick after the Colts left Baltimore? Uh, my dad pretty much just watched uh, – no, he, he refused the Washington football team because of them – being uh shoved down our throats so he watched uh he he would just watch a lot of he actually was a pittsburgh fan at some point um until uh and then and then you know they were the nfl were always threat you know like uh flirting with coming to baltimore and then they would you know give a team to jacksonville or give a team to some other place and then when they finally got a team uh yeah they, they went full in onto the baltimore team say so i know my family had some people migrate from Miami to, to Baltimore, which was probably technically a smart move if you're rooting for <laughs> success. And some of my, you know, like some of my uh, family stuck with the Colts after they went to Indianapolis. Uh, and uh, I don't know why, I guess, but yeah, some of them. Some know, of them... It, sports fandom is, is always interesting. Cause I, I personally, I'm still going to be a Liverpool fan. Like I, I the amount of it's probably not healthy. And I would it's not. It's not probably not healthy. It's not healthy. The amount of effort and like mental capacity I put into sports teams because it's always been something I've been a fan of. Like, you know, soccer wasn't the one I became a fan of initially. It was baseball and football. And just the amount of time and and passion that I've put into becoming fans of these teams. I I can't just lose I can't leave that. I can't like go find another team i'm not gonna find another premier league team i might find a team that's like you know i i, I follow like brentford on on twitter because i i do like how they're set up i like the fact that they're a self-sustaining team and and that they've never been to the premier league and i i enjoy that but i, I don't think i could ever become like a fan the same way i became a fan of liverpool i i can't you know, find a team in a different league. Like I like how Dortmund are run, but I could never become a fan of Dortmund. I can just, I respect them. I don't know. I just, I, you know, it, it sucks. And I, I will still watch it if it becomes a thing because they're the team that I've supported. And 
I, you know, Klopp's not leaving. He said that today. He's like, I, unless Liverpool tell me to leave, like I'm not leaving. And he, he wants this to not work out. Like he's, he's been against this for the last couple of years as people, you know, thrown rumors around. And so like, I, you know, I, I respect him for that. Like he doesn't want to this to occur, but he's still going to coach the team. The players are still going to play. The players are still going to be there. To, in, in my opinion, I, I don't personally see them banning them, at least from national team. I think that's something that you won't see. Because um, I think that's, I personally think that's really harsh on the players who don't have any control. I think that's one of the worst punishments you could give them for something they don't control. But I, you know, I, I'll watch Premier League, you know, if, if Liverpool are out of it. I'll still watch it and keep up to date with it. But I, I'm not, I, I just can't, I can't change. That's, that's never been in my Never been something I could do. It's never been like that, though. I mean, it's it, this is totally different. Like this is like, and this is what like my kids were asking me about this. This was this is if like your team decided, you know what, I am way too good for you low lifes, and I'm gonna go play in a league by myself with these other rich people because we're they may league. never play in the your and stadium again. Yeah. You'll never see them again. Like you will never you. Liverpool, and that's the thing too. You're going to have to pay for their individual channels because I guarantee you, Peacock isn't going to touch that thing with a ten foot pole. CBS is going to go to hell with you. I'm not doing that. So then you're running into like what? Amazon's going to try to stream it. Good luck. Uh, England people well, can't I even mean, see their teams play now. Anyway, they're just abandoning those Liverpool fans. Like those Liverpool fans that freaking watch these this team way longer than you have are now sitting there going. This team may never play in this stadium that I've been with my father to who died and was a Liverpool fan, whose grandfather was a Liverpool fan and died here watching this team play, great-grandfather. And then this team is just going to go to absolute hell because it's like the evil empire is coming in there. You're just joining with them because you think it's like, I don't know. I just have a hard time looking at City and going, yep, I'm going to go support them because Shake is always going to own that team. And I'm like, I cannot get on board with a snake like that. Like, it's not the only way. It's just not the, yeah. my kind of thing. The only way I'll spend money on Chelsea again is if anybody involved in this decision is no longer at the club. Yes, that's what it would take. Uh, I can't support this. It's uh, killing the the pyramid over there, and I'm not sure if I'll find another team. I might watch for stories like West Ham or. Leeds or Leicester right. or Preston North End down in the lower leagues or, you know, getting Sunderland back up, you know, th- that kind of stuff yeah, would be interesting. But I, I don't think I would ever pick an, a, another team per se. I think I'm just going to go full in on the union like I've been and support Philadelphia Union and Maryland Bobcats and, you know, casually watch the European game, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I just can't. Like, it just feels evil. Like, it feels like it's not. And the players aren't going to like it. The players don't like it. Pep doesn't like it. But they're going to go force them to. And I know they're not going to like it. So then I'm going to watch them go not like it. I don't know. It just doesn't seem like. I'd much rather latch on to something else that actually these people are playing for more like pride and, and. trying to become something than trying to play with the elite in this rich league. 
it's a pay to play. It's not. It's not even a. It's not competitive. Like who's going to peak compete? And the other thing that they haven't thought about either is these other clubs. Like say they do leave and they kick them all, who's going to transfer with them? Because I guarantee you, none of these teams are going to be allowed to. They're going to be like, you can't transfer with the Super League clubs. So then they're just going to run the talent pool dry, and it'll collapse on its face. I mean, the guy, the guys, the guy that's running it, the the, the American guy running it own the bucks. The only thing that they've been productive in doing is just trying to stay afloat barely. And they did it because Brady was there. Like that it's the only thing that he's done that's successful in his life. Like he's just been a scumbag. He hasn't done anything with United or where I mean it's just it's one after the next after the next. It just seems like it, this is just destined to fail and I hope it does. I really do. <clears throat> Were you gonna say something, Matt? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, I, don't know. I, I mean, I'm I'm not a fan. Like, I I, I hate that this is happening. Like, I, it it sucks, and I, I wish it wasn't. I just, I I personally just can't. I'm waiting to see what occurs because if if this if it occurs and they don't get kicked out, I I don't like it sucks because I don't think it's it's nowhere near as thrilling as Champions League. I don't think you can I don't think that's anywhere near as exciting as Champions League. But to, like if if they don't get kicked out and all this stuff is still running, like it you know, I I I'm just intrigued to see what happens and I know fans are fans aren't going to like it either, like and they shouldn't. And I I think it is a kick it is a kick in the nuts to the fans. Like cuz that's but I think my opinion of sports is that that's every sport is like this almost at this point everything is about the money and unfortunately our our way of sports running has sadly gotten over into europe and taken over the soccer setting as well i mean because that's every sport here the only thing that matters in any of the sports here in america for the most part i don't know much really about mls about or or nhl um but like everything else it's about money and that's unfortunately what's happened and it, it feels like it was just a matter of time, sadly, that we were going to poison another another sport, another organization, another setup, and that's that's what occurred. I'm, I I just I'm, I'm waiting to see what occurs, and <clears throat> I mean I'm hoping for the best, but I, I just want to see what happens, and I don't know. I, I I'll sit there, and you know, if it does occur, I'll have somewhat of an open mind to it, not not excited but i'll like want to see how it goes and see how it see what functions and then if you know continues to be bad i would assume they'll get rid of it but i i I just want to see what occurs with premier league and what occurs with all this before i am officially like out to the point where i'm like i can't deal with the same where i'm upset about it but i'm still wanting to see more before i like go over that I'm completely upset and this is the worst thing to happen to the sport before I, I get to that level. Well, it might not be long because Oliver Holt just reported that two big Premier League teams are now at the breaking point and one out. And he's pretty reliable because he's getting Liverpool. retweeted. It said they yeah, said no. it's City and Chelsea. It's usually it's the two that are keep being rumored because uh, apparently they were uh, the last Back two to, to join. Corner. And felt like they had fear of missing out if, because uh, all their rivals were going to join, that they decided they would join. Oh, I think that's like a like I think 
sadly, it's almost like peer pressure because I think once a couple of them join, that's like completely true. Like City and Chelsea are probably sitting there going like, shit, like if if we're not like if they're in it, why can't we be in it? Like we got to be in it now because they're going to get the money. Because honestly, when you look at those four teams, Chelsea and City are the two that probably need money the least. Exactly. I was going to say those two could have forked it over to like they could have bought Newcastle and West Ham together and said, all right, now we got the four back. We can we'll be all right. (laughs) We'll just just make a new two teams. The crazy part about it is like Liverpool don't need the money either because their owners are insanely rich. The problem is that they don't put any effort into the actual team. They just have Liverpool as another business. Yeah, they just want the they just want to pocket the cash. Yeah, so um, it's like it's like that's why they're in it. I don't think they're. I personally think teams like Tottenham and Arsenal. I think they're in it strictly because they need the money. Like they already, both of those teams have taken out loans, and they know that they're not really a top four team to, to per se. When you take a look at them, like generally you're going to mm-hmm. probably see like a United City, Chelsea, Liverpool top four. Like throw in maybe some Leicester. Occasionally have Tottenham fight for it. Occasionally have Arsenal. But they, those two teams know they're not really in it, whereas Chelsea and City, they just don't want to be left out because they don't want other teams to get all this money. Liverpool just are I, – I personally think the owner is just probably like, yeah, I'll take more money. Like I, I legitimately think that's the only thing he cares about in it. He doesn't – he knows he doesn't need to be in it, but he knows if he's in it, he just makes more money. And I think that's the part that's – that's the worst part about it is that Liverpool are not a team in need of money. They're a team that's just sadly run by probably one of the greediest of the. They, he might be the greediest of those six owners. That's I, I personally think he is. I because I don't know the, the Glazers money. get a really bad rap over at uh, United as well. Um, yeah, They're I think they've taken like they've now. taken money out of the club before as well. Um, so I just want to say a few things to, to I guess before we wrap up. Uh, who knows? So the you know the Premier League is meeting tomorrow. That's the fourteen clubs that are not part of the Super League. Um, they'll be meeting tomorrow. We'll see what happens with that. I think UEFA is supposed to be meeting further tomorrow for what they're going to do. Um, there was um, I forget what I was going to say now, and I was like I, I've been wanting to bring this up, but I just totally forgot. Oh, here it is. Uh, so. One thing these clubs are forgetting is that you're a big club usually for winning titles. All of these teams have won titles except Tottenham at some point. Really, I mean, Tottenham won it a, a long time ago, but I mean, like Arsenal had, had a good spell before, uh, you know, the rise of City and Chelsea and such. But there is going to have to be a team on the bottom in this super league you know so soon they won't be seen as a big club at all right i mean if they're in the super league and they're just constantly getting it's the same way people make jokes about like the jaguars or the baltimore orioles or you know whatever because these are teams that are just perennially bad and at some point that's what they would be seen as i mean yes there's already jokes about how these teams are like top six or mid table right but you would no longer be top six or mid table if you if you're at the bottom of the twenty league twenty team league or the bottom of the fifteen established members, then you are no longer uh, going to be 
in people's eyes, a good club or a big club. And you would um, have to face your fans at some point and say, we need a winner. We, we need somebody to put some money into the team. Like there's going to not, there's not going to be like a draft like there is in the NFL or NBA or MLB or anything where, you know, the worst team gets a draft pick and they can pick somebody. And that is theoretically supposed to create the parody. This is just going to be money, 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 money. And uh, who would watch Arsenal struggle in the league, in the Super League, if you're an Arsenal fan? You're just never going to win, right? Real Madrid and Barcelona are going to outspend you all the time. All the time. Don't you already watch Arsenal struggle in the Premier League? Yeah, but they used to be historic. They used to win, not even 20 years ago. Not even 15 years ago. They were They were winning. And that's why they have, you know, and they have a long history of winning. But my point is, you would theoretically be able to say, we can turn this around in the in the Premier League. Uh, you're not going to probably be able to turn it around in the Super League because not all 15 teams are going to get the same amount of money, as we talked about earlier in this. Like, six of the clubs are going to get the most money, and then the other clubs are going to get less money and then the clubs that join an invitation or qualify are going to get even less money so what i would assume from who's bringing this it's going to be teams like united liverpool madrid barcelona constantly being those four of those six teams that are getting the maximum amount of money possible and teams like madrid and barcelona just continuing to bring in uh, players, however that would work, we don't even know how that would work. But uh, Arsenal, Arsenal, nobody would go there. You know, uh, they would theoretically never be able to have enough spending cash to convince these players to come there. When Madrid or Barcelona can back up a Brinks truck to them, so just something to think about for those clubs that think they're big now, but will soon be seen as like real bottom feeders in that league because they'll never be able to mount an actual challenge to the super league. It's not a league based on parody like some of our leagues over here. That's that's kind of the difference between these closed leagues over here and what they're doing over there is that uh well you know they're just probably going to be able to buy whoever they want. And uh people would rather go to Madrid and Barcelona for the history than a club like Arsenal uh, because Arsenal has history, but they're probably not going to be able to field a winner compared to giants that have more money than them. It, it would be different if this money was sh- distributed, you know, evenly. That's usually how these leagues work, you know, like usually the TV money or something is distributed norm, like fairly or, or something like that. And that isn't the case with uh, how this would be set up either. So. Lots, lots to think about. We'll see if these, uh, if two of the clubs decide to come back. Uh, also, if they were to leave, if everybody was supposed to leave, and this, and and this, and Premier League kicks them out, and then the leagues, the Super League fails, and they come back with their tail between their legs, wanting in. Uh, I do not want them to let them in unless I put them, like I said, fourth tier, fifth tier, sixth, very far down, and say you got to work yourself back up. You had all that money that you got from the Super League, so you should be able to do it. And just uh, let it go. Any last thoughts, Logan? 
Uh, no, uh, it's it it sucks as a fan of, of the game. It sucks as a fan of a team that that I loved watching. That you know a lot of those players that I really liked watching and guys that I really like. And it, it's tough because it's you know. I, but 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 seriously, if Shake is still part of that ownership group, if Tiki, if, if all those guys are still there, I just I just don't I don't know how I can support. A, a team like that, um, even if it's watching from the outside in and hoping they fail until they're gone, the, then uh, you know I guess that's it. But yeah, and and I, I just don't I don't see it. I, I don't I don't know where to go from here. It's, it's a confusing place and one that I know many of uh, the people are having across the globe and across Europe. Of you know where do we go from here? It's not an easy decision by any stretch. We all love the clubs that we support, um, but. Uh, you know, I think it just depends on our own personal views of of different things, whether we want to watch it continue or not, even if we're, you know, a little bit torn. And I don't think anybody's decision is the wrong one. I, I think it's it's tough for everybody to make a choice like this. But and, and it's so unprecedented that that it's, you know, it's not something that we ever really have to do. And, and this might be the first time in sports history that, that somebody's had to decide like this, um, you know, whether to stay or go. So. Yeah, it's a bummer. It it really just killed my Sunday night. Like, just I was just shocked. I couldn't believe it actually happened. And I don't know. It's a confusing place to be in. Uh, Matt, any last thoughts before we sign off? No, nothing that's already hasn't been said. Just just wait and see at this point. All right. Well, if you want to follow what's left of this podcast, <laughs> we will see how this goes here. You can follow us on Twitter at Stop It Show, which Logan changed the bio to. Uh, what'd you change it to? Hate the Super League. We or, hate Super League. Facebook.com slash Stop It's Time Soccer Show. Email us, Stop It's Time Show at gmail.com or Instagram at Stop It's Time Soccer Show. Uh, we love seeing. You know, there's been poll results of, you know, 70% of fans or more, uh, you know, are very strongly opposed. And then you have like 4%, 8% that are strongly uh, in favor of this measure, uh, according to some of these polls out. So, and like official polls, not just like, I ran a Twitter poll. But um, so we'll see how uh, it does. And, you know, all the people that were out there protesting in Europe, if you're listening to this, uh, thank you for that. And uh, keep it up. Uh, there's going to be, you know, some of these Premier League games are supposed to have fans in the stands uh, at some point. So we definitely will see some sort of protesting if that was to follow through and if it gets farther than it already is. So uh, just, you know, if you're actually over there fighting the good fight, uh, awesome. Keep it up and... Hopefully we'll have some more information soon and we'll see if next week we're talking about this again or if we're what we're doing, I guess. I'm not really feeling talking about a top four challenge that might mean nothing in the end. So I don't I don't know. Hopefully we'll have some sort of updates on this and we'll catch you next time. Kane has stolen it at the death! That's what he's there for! Thank you for listening to Stoppage Time Soccer Show. We hope that you continue to 
listen to our show and listen to us recap the English Premier League from our perspective. We'll also be talking some Champions League and any other leagues that impact world soccer.